Hey, welcome everybody to Talking Donkey International in our new television series, Country Wisdom. Let's set the tone for this new series of ours. It's found in Proverbs 4. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet and then all your ways will be sure. Join us now for Country Wisdom. You know, bank vaults weigh hundreds of tons, hundreds of tons. It's even hard to get this door going and open, but there's something that's far more precious. Stay tuned to find out what it is. Introducing Talking Donkey International. God once used a donkey to spread his word, but he'd rather use all of us. It's time to prepare quality programming created to attract and reach viewers of the world, not just those of our denomination. Together, we can carry the final Advent message to the individuals of planet Earth and hasten the return of our Lord. Please pray for and support the successful mission of Talking Donkey International. This vault is so amazingly big and heavy. I, I just tried to shove this door. Oh, I watched bit, you trying. And, and then I couldn't hardly stop it. Yeah. But this is, this is the building actually where I was banking as a kid. So it used to be a bank. It was a bank and then they changed it into a different type of store, but uh, still had the vault. And I thought, well, this is the perfect thing to talk about. Security, right? Oh, and they took security seriously. I don't know if you read here. No. This vault can be opened only by a team of two authorized persons and only after elapse of the time preset on the time lock mechanism. And you've got two different locks here. I mean, nobody could have gotten into this door. It's got to be tons and tons and tons, and that's why they left it in the building. They, they couldn't take it out. You know, it's this kind of thing, though, that too many people bank on. <laughs> Excuse the pun. They bank on vaults like this. They bank on what they keep in those vaults, whether it's, you know, 401k, stocks, safe deposit boxes, because that makes you feel secure. It's like, okay, no matter what happens in the future, I'm ready, you know. Yeah. If you're my age, you're thinking, okay, retirement, everything is set, I'm good. And yet, we're not focused on where our real security is because none of that is going to last and none of that is ultimately important. I'm sure a lot of these safety deposit boxes had a lot of jewelry in them, you know, and, and people bet on that too and they believe in that. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but. You mentioned gold and silver. Oh, I have friends. I know people. Some are collecting that gold bullion. You know, they every payday, they're putting aside a little bit in gold. Others who say, no, it's silver that's going to hold its value, and they're stocking up on silver. And occasionally I feel this little fear, like, well, maybe I should be doing something like that. Uh, and yet that's not going to do them any good if their real security isn't in the right place. Do you remember when one of the disciples walked up the, the steps of the temple and there was a, a beggar there who was a paralytic? And the beggar thought, well, everybody that goes to the temple, he gives money, you know, as an They were offering. taking offerings so in. They've got all money. They've, they've got it, you know. So he puts out his bowl and disciple looks, pulls out his pockets and said, I don't have any gold and I don't have any silver but what I have, I give to you, rise and walk. And the man got up rejoicing, he could walk. Now, that was way better than any coins he might've gotten. Yeah, my question is, 
What didn't he have? Well, he didn't have any gold or silver. The yeah, things that we think are so valuable. Yeah, exactly. We have the gold, we have the silver. Now, what did he have? He had God. He had the Holy Spirit with him. He had that power, that foundation. Yeah, the thing that really counts. The thing that really counts. And you look at this world, you know, God takes care of those who trust in Him. And in fact, the scriptures say birds out in the field, they don't worry about are they going to eat tomorrow? Do they have enough put away? Do they have a 401k? Do they have a safe deposit box? And you're a bird watcher, so yes. you, you know, right? Uh -huh. you, you pay a lot of attention to birds. Now, there are birds that do store food for the winter. They've been programmed. Their God made them to know, okay, it's going to snow. We need to have those, uh, those seeds tucked away. But they're not worried. They're not trying to build security themselves. They actually know the Lord's yeah. taking care of them. Yeah. They just know that. It is difficult sometimes when, you know, we, we can talk about this and, and we can say things, but in the reality of life, sometimes we have problems and sometimes we, we forget. Oh, my default setting is anxiety. And so I'm talking to myself here. The lecture is for me because I realize I put security in my husband you know, Steve is so stable and, and I rely on that. And sometimes I have to go, do I rely on him more than I'm relying on God? And sometimes I think I am. You know, everybody is always looking for security of some sort of another. Certainly the people behind those gates. Uh, you can have gates that are locked. You can hear big dogs up there. Those are not poodles that I heard earlier. Uh, things to make you feel safer, more secure. And I have a tendency, I want those things. I like security. I like knowing where, you know, the next paycheck is coming from. I like having not only a plan A, but a B and usually a C as well. And I, I think I've always been that way, but I know a big part of it was because when I was in high school, my dad was a dentist and he paid for my older brother, you know, bought him a car when he graduated from high school. He paid for his college, got him another car after that. My sister, she came right along after John and he paid for all of Bonnie's college. And then I'm in high school and dad died. And there was nothing. We found out he had no life insurance. There goes the security. No health insurance and he died of cancer. So everything, that he had had that was worth anything, mom had to sell. And I'm going, well, how do I get to college now? What am I gonna do? And it was as if the earth had dropped away. It was like, there went all of my financial security. And financial security is a big part of life. And I know that that left me feeling a little shakier, mm -hmm. uh, exacerbated a tendency that was already there. Later, you fast forward years later, we had two boys. We were in the process of adopting our daughter. And one day Steve came home from work and he just very casually, it was just to let me know, oh, by the way. And he said, literally, I think he started it with, by the way, I contacted our lawyer this morning and I made a few changes to the will because now that we're gonna have three kids instead of two, things need to be divided different. We need to have that down in black and white to provide for her. 
and I started to cry. And, it, you know, I'm sure that a lot of men often are standing there going, what I say now? <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. But he was like that. It was like, what? What'd I do? To me, it was, okay, my father had not thought ahead to my future. All these past years keep pouring into that moment. Yeah. Dad died, no life insurance, no health insurance. I don't know what he thought. Was he immortal? I don't know. Steve hadn't even met his daughter yet. And yet he was already providing for her future. And to me, I don't care how many flowers you bring home or how many anniversaries you do or do not remember. The fact that he was planning for the future of a daughter that he wasn't even in his life yet meant so much to me. It's like that is love. It's amazing in this life, we're so surrounded, we, we just need that security. Children of Israel, God led them out of slavery. And, and they got out and they said, oh Lord, that we just had the leeks of Egypt, if we just had the food of Egypt, if we just had that security blanket of, of slavery. Of being provided for. <laughs> of slavery, yeah. If, if I just had that slavery, you know, I'd feel so much better. And pretty soon God said, okay, you want that? Go ahead, see how it is without me. And really, that's the way it is here on earth now. It's, you know, we either- We kind of crave the security, the attachments we can see, yes. the guard, the gate, you know, things that, that are tangible exactly. make us feel better. Exactly. When all of that could be gone tomorrow. It can, you know, I, I think about, I think about this uh, friends that were down in the Paradise, California fire. And that fire, as you know, was raging and many, many people just, it was, it was horrendous. This neighbor came to them and they hadn't known him that long. They had just moved. We had moved from Maryland. They had moved from Maryland, settled in that particular location. And the father said, please take my children. And he said, I'll meet you down, down in the city. I'll get out. I need to do a few other things. They grabbed the kids. They finally got out of there, but dad never showed up. You know, the, the things of this world, all of this stuff, it's all gonna burn up. Matter of fact, we're at the base of a volcano right now. Yeah, and you were worried about the volcano the <laughs> other day, you know? That volcano may explode and wipe us all out in a heartbeat. That's what happened in Pompeii. You know, they were all just enjoying life. Everything was great and wonderful and poof, in a moment, they're all dead. I don't know if you've been there, but- To Pompeii? Yeah. No, I have not had the privilege been there and, and these people are, you know, shriveled up trying to cover up themselves from the ash and, and the vapors and everything and they're just gone. There's just shells left. That's what's going to be left of this life is just shells. And their you know? life probably felt very secure five minutes before that. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, they were, well like the Bible says, eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. They were doing all these things, you know, but hey, it's it doesn't matter because all of this is going to be gone. And you know, the only place to find security is one place. In the right father, the real father. The real father, yeah. You, you had a tough time with that for a while with the real father because he really wasn't the, the best. Right? But. And you know, sometimes I think that is an inhibition for a lot of people. If you haven't had loving parents, it's a little harder to relate to God and to realize that he is caring for you, providing for your needs more than any earthly parent would ever do. Yep. I gotta go say hi to your guard up here. He, uh, he's kind of cute. He's been standing there. He looks so official. Let, let's go check him out here. <laughs> hey, I'm Jim. Can, I, can you shake hands? Yeah.
It's no secret that the world is in a major mess. We are in a major mess. Even if you have escaped many of life's difficulties, most homes still struggle with daily living. So the question arises, is there hope for the future, for your future? I wanna tell you, there absolutely is hope. And that's why I'm asking you to order this free pamphlet, Is There Hope for the Future? You will be happy you did. It will change your life. Go to talkingdonkeyinternational.org today and order offer 105, Is There Hope for the Future? Introducing Talking Donkey International. God once used a donkey to spread his word, but he'd rather use all of us. It's time to prepare quality programming created to attract and reach viewers of the world, not just those of our denomination. Together, we can carry the final Advent message to the individuals of planet Earth and hasten the return of our Lord. Please pray for and support the successful mission of Talking Donkey International. You know, we're probably standing in front of one of the most popular buildings in America. There are many more. Well, I know it ranks right up there in the top 10 with my husband, who has never met a sporting goods store that he didn't like. Well, he's mainly a fisherman. He is a fisherman. He also goes for birding supplies, you know, binoculars, spotting scopes, but mainly it's fishing. Here's one of the things, though, one of their departments has just gone skyrocketing, as with many around the country, and that's guns. I can, I can imagine, because I read just recently that just in this last year, the rise in gun sales has gone up by 60%. That's huge. That's six zero. Let me, let me share a stat with you. 393 million guns in the United States. That's more than there are people. Exactly. I think Someone has my share. 320-something, you know? So, more guns than every man, woman, child. It's just a Well, the article I was reading said that there are three main reasons for the rise this past year. One of them was just COVID. The lockdowns, the uncertainty has had a lot of people on edge. Also the election and all of the rioting that took place over the summer. Those three combined made people who maybe even hadn't thought about it before think, maybe I need a way to protect myself. I need something to secure my house secure my person. They're looking for security of some kind. Right. And you know, I'm no different. Uh, I have friends who own guns. Uh, we don't have one in our household. Uh, I'm not sure that my family would trust me with one, but a lot of people are doing it and it's, it begins to make you think, uh, well, maybe that would be a wise thing to do. I know that, you know, I talked about Steve, he comes here for fishing equipment and when I look at the future and I start to feel like, oh, is society really going to keep breaking apart? And my mind goes to worst case scenario. You know, it's just on speed dial to worst case scenario. And I think, okay, I am married to absolutely the best person to be married to in an emergency. For one thing, unlike moi, he stays calm. Uh, he's a physician. He fishes, even though he doesn't eat them. He's a complete vegetarian. His family has no idea where the obsession came from. Somebody's going to write and say, well, what do you do with them? 
but well, it gives him away. He makes a lot of people happier. He most of them he actually just releases, and maybe they've learned their lesson. I didn't you. Go ahead. Uh, so I know he could find food. He's a gardener. So between that and going, well, we probably won't starve because he can always find a place to fish. And we've got a little greenhouse and a big garden. And, and he can suture me up if anything, you know, if I trip and fall. But then I realized, okay, who, where am I putting my security? What happens if something happens to Steve? And, and there goes my whole future security. I remember my grandmother, she had lots of good stories, but I remember her telling me that when she was a newlywed, and I forget if it was 1916, 1917, somewhere around there. Well, what was happening in the world? What was the world like about 1916, 17? Falling apart. It was falling apart. She had World War I. Uh, they referred to it as the Great War, the war to end all wars, which it didn't. But they thought it can't get worse than this. This is the worst war ever. We're going to kill ourselves. It will annihilate humankind if we don't, if something doesn't happen. Then you had the Spanish flu right on the heels of it. And she was convinced this is the time of the end. This is what the book of Revelation was talking about. The Lord has to come because we can't get any worse. And yet that was how many years ago? You know, over a hundred years ago and we're still here. And I find myself with those same feelings, looking around and going, this has to be the end. And that's why people are flocking to stores like this, stocking up on ammunition, stocking up on guns, because they're trying to do whatever they can to, to be secure, to secure their persons, to secure their yep. property. And they're losing sight of where our real security has to come from. It's true. You know, an interesting side note in that when you say, they thought it was time, you know, well, it actually was. If you look in scripture, you dig deeply, the Lord was ready to come several times in our recent past history. But scripture also says that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants to save everybody. He doesn't want Keeps people- Keeps giving alive. us a little more time. Just a little more time. Now, Jesus said, look, you're not gonna know the time of the end, I don't. Only the Father knows the exact date. So the Father has his fingers on the hourglass. I believe by scripture, he's actually tipped it over. The sand is running out. How much sand is in there? Don't know. But I think, like I say, again, by the word of God, it's short. But you nailed it as far as, look, security is only in God. It's not found in the guns. It's not found in the stuff of this world. I don't care how big an arsenal you have at home. There is no safety there. Yeah. Nothing permanent. And, and even even uh, how great a guy Steve is and all the stuff he preps for you, you know, yeah, it comes in handy and it's good, but it isn't the ultimate thing that will save you. No, so I have to stop and think, where am I putting that security? Like I said, I start asking myself, am I feeling okay because I think I've got Steve? Or am I feeling okay because I've got the Lord? I have a foundation that doesn't move. Yeah, exactly. You, that's what everybody needs to come to that point in their lives and say, what is the most important thing to me? In this whole life, if I lose everything, if I lose the guns, if I lose my spouse, if I lose my kids, if I lose my job, if I lose everything, what's really important? 
there's what? Only one thing, right? I mean, that's what uh, King David, he, he had lots of troubles and he, oh boy, did he ever for 10 years. He's anointed king and then he's pursued like a dog. Saul chases him down like a dog and he hides in a cave. Say, God, didn't you anoint me? I mean, I was supposed to be a king. <laughs> and we can look at that and say, well, it's kind of a bum rap, you know. But here we are now in this time in history. It seemed like things should have been over, Lord, but it isn't. Well, it's close. We need to prepare like this is the end because it almost is. And King David... You have to put your trust in the right place. Exactly. King David said an interesting thing as I talk about him in uh, Psalms 20. He said, some trust in horses and some in chariots, but we shall remember the name of our God. Now, horses and chariots in that day, they were kind of like the F-18s <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, the, the tanks. And they were the big guns of the day. But we can't trust in that stuff, right? You can't say, oh, we're secure. We're here in the U United States. Nothing could harm the United States uh, because obviously you never know what could happen tomorrow. Exactly. So your security needs to be in, as he put it, the name of the Lord. Yeah, he says, uh, be thou exalted, Lord, in thine own strength. So shall we sing the praises of thy power. His strength. His strength, his power. That's the key. It's no secret that the world is in a major mess. We are in a major mess. Even if you have escaped many of life's difficulties, most homes still struggle with daily living. So the question arises, is there hope for the future, for your future? I wanna tell you, there absolutely is hope. And that's why I'm asking you to order this free pamphlet, Is There Hope for the Future? You will be happy you did. It will change your life. Go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org today and order offer 105, Is There Hope for the Future? Janice, I know we're in your favorite spot, <laughs> but we're outside, you can't go in right now, but Costco. You don't know how hard this is for me. Yeah, I mean, this is your prepping store, right? I am not one of those. I live an hour away, and so when I do come, I've always got a list. I know what I need because I'm not going to be back very soon. But, you know, when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden, even places like this were out of things, and that had never happened there before. There were lines maybe a mile long. Unbelievable. And, and I found myself thinking, well, what do I need? What should, should I be grabbing more of that? And there are only three of these left. Maybe I should take all three, you know, forget about whoever else might need some. And it, it made me feel a little shaky, a little insecure. And things like that do make you look at your priorities and where your security is. Yeah, it's true. You know, security gives you comfort, but the things of this world can't give us comfort. Matter of fact, Jesus came here to the earth to die for you and for me, to give us the real security, to give us the promise of eternal life, which is incredible. But as soon as he was baptized, he came up out of the water. The Lord drove him out in the wilderness where he met the devil for three temptations. And the third temptation is specifically about what kind of security there is. He took Jesus up to a, a high mountain. He revealed at that moment all the riches of the world. He said, it's mine. I got it from Adam and Eve. All you have to do is bow down and worship me as your Lord and you can have it all. 
You know, that's the promise. King of the of, world. That's the promise of the devil all the time to us, isn't it? You can have all this stuff. And that stuff will make you happy and give you a secure future. Yeah. But, you know, recently I had an experience that's actually kind of humorous, but did illustrate a point to me. Uh, we live in an area that gets fires. Not far from us, we have had towns that have had whole swaths of the town just disappear in a fire. Uh, and not long ago, two, three weeks maybe, we look out our kitchen window and there is this smoke billowing up and it's like that is not just a house fire. And Steve thought it's maybe three miles away, which is three miles way too close for me. And I got that, you know, the first thing in my mind was, now if we have to evacuate, what do I grab? You know, and so I, I asked Steve, because he's my security and he thinks straighter. And I said, so purely hypothetically, if we got a phone call about evacuating, what would you grab? And he said, oh, well, the dogs first. And I said, well, yeah, that's a given. That's like, you know, taking your kids with you. It's just, that doesn't even count. And he said, well, then I would take that box on my desk that has all of our insurance papers. We're gonna need that. It has the uh, account numbers, you know, things that we would need to rebuild. And I thought, oh, that's why I married you because you're really thinking. And he said, why? What went through your mind? And I said, well, honestly, my first thought was grabbing my makeup bag. <laughs> and just think, this is gonna be out there for the whole world to know now you grabbed a makeup bag. But look, I, I understand, and it's real. And, you know, we all think of different things. The key is, though, there is a better security than anything of this world. Real quickly, I want to tell you a story of a lady that Terry and I were out filming a lady, and we interviewed her in, I think it was Madagascar. Well, she was baptized, and her house was right near the river. And all of a sudden, as she's being baptized, that hound house kind of miraculously quickly burns to the ground. The next day when the ashes was cold, she went kicking through the house and she found her Bible. It didn't <laughs> smell like smoke and it hadn't been burned at all. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you, this is the real security. The Bible says all of this on planet Earth is one day going to be all burned up. But, but what's in here will never disappear. This is eternal. Yeah, this is eternal. And, and God says, look, he said, I, I'm going to give it all to you. Matter of fact, to those who overcome, and Jesus is the one who helps us do all of that, to those who overcome, I'm going to grant for you to sit with me in my throne. Guess what? We get to rule the universe with God. What an amazing God. Yeah, that's what he's promising. I imagine you kind of like that idea. And I realize that if my focus is on God, you know, just like a hunting dog is on the prey and you never lose sight of that, it really doesn't matter what's disappearing around you. It doesn't matter how much disappears in your bank account overnight. It doesn't matter if your home burns down. You have a goal and it's solid. How about you? When the fires are burning around your home, in your life, fires in your life, where are your priorities? Where's your security? I hope it's found in the Bible, found in Jesus Christ, because he's ready, willing, and able to help you, to lift you up to eternity, because remember, it's not about this 70 or so years here on earth. It's all about eternity. Hey, thanks for joining us for Country Wisdom. See you next time. <laughs>